What is up, everybody? Episode 106 of J5, getting live here on June 21st, 2023. We got a lot to cover today. First things first, Friday, going to drop a special episode with friend of the program, Anthony Siniscalci. We got a lot to talk about as far as the Yankees go. We got to talk about the Hal and Michael K interview that happened today. I'm going to touch on it, but I'm going to save a lot of it for when Anthony comes on on Friday. But here's the moral of the story with that. I'll start with the Yankees, and then we're going to touch on the Mets, and that'll be about it as we as we wait for training camp to begin. We're a month away from that. We wait for NBA free agency to happen here in the next week. But we'll start with the Yankees. So here's the deal, right? Historically, they're the worst. They're one of the worst offenses in baseball this season, statistically, not historically, but statistically. When the um, when Aaron Judge is not in the lineup. That's understandable. He's one of the best players to play the game. But it's not okay. And here's why. Here's the thing. They're the Yankees. They're not the Mets. They're not the Reds. They're not the Athletics. They're the Yankees. And when you're the Yankees, one player is not supposed to carry the load. They have a uh, $267 million payroll. And they should be able to withstand an injury from their most important player. Should they score 10 runs a game without him? No. Does anybody expect that? No. But should they at least be able to put up a competitive offensive lineup? Yeah, absolutely. They talk about injuries. How that was his prevailing theme today. I'm not sure why the fans are upset. It's only the third week of June. You know, the health of this team has been a problem. And, um, you know, I'm not sure why everybody's upset and so on and so forth. Dude, we're upset because for the last five years, we've watched the same thing over and over again. If Judge isn't hurt, Stanton's hurt. If Stanton's not hurt, Judge is hurt. And I get it. The toe, it was a freak thing. It's not a Judge problem. My problem isn't with Judge. My problem is with the Yankees. They're clogged with players that are making 15, 20, 25, 30 million dollars that just aren't doing the job. And when guys like Jake Bowers are in your lineup, and you got somebody like Estevan Floreal tearing it up in AAA and you refuse to call him up because you don't have a 40-man roster spot for him. Well, that's a problem. When Oswald Peraza is tearing it up in AAA and you keep rolling out JD and DJ at third, and Glaber at second, and you just refuse to trade Glaber for whatever he's worth, that's a problem. Obviously, the rest of the league doesn't value Glaber the way the Yankees value Glaber. 
Now, they had their tra- their chance to trade him after they ruined him. He was an all-star second baseman. He had 40 home runs. And the Yankees decided to play him at shortstop. It didn't work. They ruined him. But they could have traded him that offseason after 2019. They could have traded him prior to 2020 when he still had some value. Could have traded him after 2020. But they haven't. They've held on to him. And he's going to become another Yankee prospect in the run of failed prospects. So how? Why are Yankee fans mad? Yankee fans are mad because you, whether you say it or not, are okay with mediocrity. You brought back Brian Brokeman on a four-year deal at the end of last year after his 13th year of not winning a World Series. You gave the manager an extension at the end of 2021. Five years. Excuse me. Four years of him. You decided, yeah, we're going to bring him back. Another four-year deal. So he's going to be here for eight years by the time his deal is up. No World Series appearances. He really hasn't even gotten close The best that he did was lose in the ALCS in six games. Whoop-dee-friggin-do. So the Yankees have been an utter failure, in my opinion, under him. They continue to have injuries. They're on their second training staff under Boone. So obviously... The front office is evaluating the wrong kind of players for this team. The Donaldson trade, I've I've said it, I've said it over and over again. You trade for a guy making $25 million a year, but you don't sign Correa. So, okay, fine. You didn't want to clog up shortstop. I'll give it a pass. But the guy probably would have been willing to eventually go to third base. You didn't have to trade for Donaldson, IKF, and Rovert. And basically, between Donaldson and IKF, you're paying them $31 million for an okay utility player and a subpar, barely a major leaguer, third baseman. Donaldson can't field the position. He's got eight hits this year. I understand he hasn't played a lot of the year, but even still... When he's in the lineup, he's not effective. You trade... The biggest problem is the trade for Stanton because it just... It it restricted them financially, which it shouldn't. You are the Yankees. You're the most valuable franchise in all of sports at $8 billion. So how one $300 million player changes what you do I don't understand it I don't understand the thinking or the rationale you could have easily paid Bryce Bryce Harper you could have easily paid Manny Machado you chose not to didn't make offers to either of them so why are Yankee fans mad Al? Yankee fans are mad because they're tired of the lies and the BS and the not trying, and the not maximizing 
the talent that you have. Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, um, Greg Bird. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Glaber. You name it. These prospects have been allowed to rot in this system. Severino, another one. Severino had one good year. He had one good year. 2017 under Girardi. It was the best year of his career. He's never come close to replicating that again. He's an up and down pitcher. He's hurt every year. And the Yankees act like what he is. They don't make the moves when they need to make them. They make them too late. Garrett Cole, perfect example. Love the guy. He's a Cy Young caliber pitcher. However, it took the Yankees three more years to get him. They didn't want to trade for him when he was in Pittsburgh. He went to Houston instead. They didn't they didn't want to make the move. So then what do they do? They end up spending $325 million on him. Judge could have given him an extension after he won Rookie of the Year. You wanted it to play out. I get that. Could have given him an extension after 2019. Even after 2018, after he got hurt, you could have given him an extension. Could have bought out some years. No, instead, he goes to free agency. You have this public fight. The Yankees end up paying him $340 million. $360 million, whatever it is. I don't even know. $40 million a year for nine years. It's continuous mistakes in the front office. It's no sense of urgency to win games when you have them in your hands. The Red Sox game on Sunday night a couple weeks ago when they're up 2-1 in the eighth inning. Boone plays the infield back. They give up the run. The Mets game where they're winning. He refuses to go to any of his A relievers because he has to rest them. They lose an extra innings after they're up 3-1. So it's just continuous mistakes and continuous failures and I don't care what Hal says Hal doesn't care if this team wins the division if they win 85 games and they win the last wild card on the last day of the season it does not matter he wants to maximize revenues if they have a 300 million dollar payroll he doesn't care as long as he's putting money in his pocket that's all it's about for him this is a business it's not about winning the world series And I know I went a little long, but Anthony and I are going to conquer that more on Friday. Here's the bottom line. Yankees won a game last night. They won 3-1. They're probably going to lose tonight because they got Johnny Brito going against Luis Castillo. And Castillo, another guy. Another example of the Yankees. They don't trade for him at the deadline last year. They leak that Cincinnati. Nobody can convince me otherwise. The Yankees leak that Cincinnati wanted Volpe, Dominguez, and so on and so forth. Did they get a good deal from Seattle? Absolutely. But guess what? Seattle traded prospects for Castillo. Then they signed him to a five-year, $90 million deal. He's been lights out ever since they got him. What'd the Yankees do? The Yankees did nothing like that at the deadline last year, as far as a pitcher goes. They traded no prospects. They spent $155 million on Carlos Rodon. He hasn't thrown a pitch yet. We might see him by 4th of July. That's still two weeks away. So again... It's bad management. Bad management by the GM. Bad management by the by the manager. Bad management by the owner. And it starts at the, at the top. And the fish stinks from the head down. 
with this loser. How's a loser? He's a trust fund baby. That's all he is. He's a trust fund baby. So that's the bottom line as far as the Yankees go. They're frustrating. They're not good. They're fraudulent. And Hal's okay with being 10 games back in first place in July, in June. Doesn't matter to him. Does not matter to him. Didn't matter to the Yankees last year when they were, went from a 14-game lead to a 6-game lead. Didn't matter to them. But either way, I digress. So let's talk about the Mets real quick. Mets get a huge win on Monday night. They win in a blowout. Um, And now they lose last night at 4-2. Verlander pitches okay. He doesn't pitch great. Scherzer dominated Monday night, which was big for him. Um, But again, the Mets offensively don't show up. And right now... Things are really starting to get away from them. They're 13 games back of the Braves. The Braves have won seven in a row. And right now the Mets are six games back of a wild card spot. So could they get hot? Could Miami maybe cool off a little bit? For sure. Um, But right now the Mets are probably the biggest disappointment in baseball. It's not even close. Um, So there's that. Uh, You know, last night, simply put... No offense from the Mets. You give up four runs, you should be able to score four. Um, they have no offense. Alvarez does the job, does does his thing. Um, but that's really it as far as that goes. Um, let's see. I watched a little bit of the game, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't too invested. Yeah, the Mets RBIs came from Canna and Escobar. Alvarez was one for three. He scored a run. Um, you know, he's playing well. He didn't play today because it was a day game after a night game, so he finally sat. But um, Mets now down to their final strike, and Alvarez is pinch hitting. Why he's pinch hitting now, I don't know. They don't have the tying run at the plate. Probably would have pinched hit him for Tommy Pham in the eighth when they had Lindor on first and only had one out, but that's me. I'm not Buck, so it doesn't matter. Um, but either way, the Mets are about to lose again. They'll fall to 34 and 40. Um, and things are not good over there. It's starting to sound like nobody has any respect for Buck, and Cohen is not going to um, fire anybody is the way it seems. He had his big article with um, the Post a couple weeks ago, and in talking to Joel Sherman, it just seems like he's not going to fire anybody. He's going to let it all play out, and then he's going to make a decision at, um, at the end of things. But, you know, that's that, so I guess we'll see what happens there. Um... The Mets, they, they need the pitching to be better. That's that's really the bottom line. They need the pitching to be better. They need the offense to be better. Um, they need to get a little more fired up. Buck hasn't done anything to get the team, uh, you know, going to do anything exciting. So that's really just the way that it goes. Um, I'm not overly impressed with the Mets. Uh, I'm actually pretty unimpressed. The lack of offense is just astounding. 
and the pitching has not been good by Verlander or by Scherzer. So, you know, the Mets are going to need some kind of overhaul by Billy Epler here at the deadline coming up. We're a little over a month away from that. Um, they don't need to sell pieces like Cohen could afford to Cohen could afford to pay whoever he wants. So there's no problem with that, but really it's just a matter of, you know, starting to let some of these failed players phase out, um, vocal back being the main one that I'm talking about. So the Mets officially lose, um, 10, eight and Yeah, Tyler McGill just does not get the job done. Uh, Leon takes the loss, and that's about it. So, 10-8, that's a tough way to lose a game, um, especially when you're winning after three and a half innings. But either way, uh, the Mets will be on their way as they will now go to... Philadelphia Friday. So big series for the Mets there as they try to get back in the wild card race. Um, all right, just want to touch on I want to touch on two things real quick. So first things first, the Zion Williamson to the Knicks rumor has been floating around. Here's what I want to say about that. One, I don't want him. Here's why. He reminds me of a of a young Julius Randle. He's a little overweight. Um, he doesn't really he doesn't really have much of his game going. And two, he he doesn't do anything that you need him to do really well. Is he super athletic? Yes. Can he dunk the basketball? Absolutely. But he doesn't play. He's missed 194 games in his NBA career so far. He is constantly battling his weight. He's always on the verge of eating himself out of the league. And three, he doesn't shoot the three. So I don't understand like why people want to trade valuable pieces for this guy. It seems like the Knicks are going to trade Obi. Um, if I'm trading Obi, I'm trading him for a pick. Or I'm trading them in a package as far as like a salary dump goes. But, you know, right now, I'm not in a rush to to trade for Zion Williamson. He's not the player that's putting the Knicks over the top. Um, they're not going to be in on Dame. It seems like Dame is going to go to Miami. It seems like it's pretty much done at this point. Um, the Blazers are trying to figure out like what their identity is. And their identity is not winning the championship. And Dame wants to win a ring. So, that um, that seems like a a option. Um, as far as him going to Miami, I don't know who the Knicks are going to bring in. I don't see CP3 coming here. It sounds like he wants to go to LA. Um, and. I would say that basically, you know, the Knicks moves are are going to be limited until they could, you know, trade some trade some pieces, 
until a disgruntled star becomes available. That's just the bottom line on that. Now, finally, uh, I want to talk about the new WFAN situation. So, no, I did not get picked to replace Craig Carton on WFAN, even though uh, I thought that I would be pretty good with Evan. Um, we could have talked, you know, could have talked gambling, could have talked football, baseball, etc. They chose to go in a different direction. Um, no, but in all seriousness, here's the deal. I don't think that it's going to be very good radio. I'll definitely listen during football season. Um, I'm not the biggest Tiki fan, uh, but I'll listen. I think Lakata and... Um, I think Lakata and Brandon Tierney will be um, will be good together. They're they're going to be a lot of fireworks in that show. Um, and that's really it. I just wanted to give my kind of two quick cents on that. Uh, I have been tweeting Spike Eskin asking him for the afternoon drive job. I will keep doing that. So this episode, Spike, if you're listening, coming to you. Um, so that's the way that will go. All right, guys, that's an episode. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to keep coming at you. Uh, I'll be back Friday with Anthony, and we'll take it from there. All right? Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, at J-O-H-N-M-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-I-A-N. Follow me on TikTok, J, the number 5, G-E-T-T-I-N-L-I-V. All right, guys, J5 out.